Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Yes, it is the three amigos talking all things real estate, investing, money, things of that nature. Matt, how you doing? I'm doing super awesome, Mike. Excited to talk about this one. Awesome. And Dion, yourself? Howdy, Mike. Ready for round two? So one thing I thought I would do today, and again, I gave you guys a head up, heads up about an hour ago that I was going to ask you this, so you really haven't had a lot of time to think about it, is, uh, again, First and foremost, the three of us, none of us are qualified to tackle this. Nobody has asked us to do this. We are in no position to do anything, but that doesn't stop me from asking questions because <laughs> it's my show. True. So I want to know if you could do one thing to fix or address or help, whatever the right word is, the wealth gap that is in society today, uh, what would you do? What would be that one thing? So I have my answer. I will go last as always. Who wants to go first? I'm happy to go first because right. I love talking about taxes. Okay. What would you do? <laughs> flat tax. Oh, just that simple. Flat tax. Yep. Flat tax. So flat. So for folks who don't know what that is, can you give an example? So basically it means you pay a flat percentage of your income, period, <laughs> end of story. And so for the 61% of people that aren't paying their fair share, exactly the 61% of America that isn't paying anything, you would have to pay some taxes because we all use all of the things that we pay taxes on. You know, the army doesn't just defend me. The Marines don't just defend me. They defend all of us. You yeah. know, we all have access to federal government and all the things that we have in the court system, all of those things. Mm -hmm. So I believe the fairest approach. So we all pay our fair share. Yeah. is just to talk about what that share is. And mm -hmm. it would be something along like 17 to 18% is the math that I've done. Yeah. So just so I'm, just so I'm clear, right? So you are talking about, let's just call it 20% income tax. Yes. So mm -hmm. I've heard some people talk about a flat tax is consumption, right? You pay no. at point of consumption. You are talking income tax. Yep. Okay. All right. Very cool. And Dion, what would you do? So three things really quick. The okay. first one, before I say what I think my solution would be, I'll tell you what it isn't. Okay. It isn't raising the minimum wage to $15. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> People haven't done the math on this. And right now, if you make the federal minimum wage of $7.25 an hour, and, and in some areas that's it, in other areas it's higher, you're taxed at 12% of your income. If we raise the, the minimum wage to $15 an hour, that's over $30,000 a year, you hit the 22% tax bracket. You get, you're paying 10% more taxes on a higher number. Of course, the government wants the minimum wage raised mm. because they're going to collect a lot more taxes on the money that people aren't going to be making because a lot of jobs are going to go away because employers aren't going to be able to have those people. And then all of the other prices are going to go up with it. So that is definitely not the solution. Uh -huh. I like the idea of a flat tax, partly because it would simplify the system and kill the IRS, which would be yeah. great. Um, and I'm traveling with my two brothers. And when you asked this question this morning, I just kind of casually asked them, hey, what would you guys do to end wealth inequality? So there was a 20 minute conversation to explain what wealth inequality was. Oh, no. <laughs> and then their answers weren't very PC. So I won't <laughs> repeat them. Um, it boiled down to, for them, equal opportunity, <laughs> but not guaranteed equal outcome. Yes. That's how it ended. Okay. My solution is education. Right now, we are, as a, as a, as a nation, it, since we were kids, you go to school and teachers who racked up a bunch of debt to get a job that they knew didn't pay enough when they signed up to take the job, who are banking on a pension, are they the biggest influence on our children and us mm -hmm. when we were kids? Or since 80% of the country usually never amasses any amount of real wealth, 
Our parents are teaching us as kids how to manage money. Mm -hmm. We need financial education. Um, I mean, not to uh, say that it's the only source, but things like rich dad, poor dad, those concepts need to be shared. <clears throat> In high schools, getting funding based on how many kids apply to college, people joining the, the military because the GI Bill will go to college. It wasn't until recently in 2009, the GI Bill changed and finally started covering trade schools. So you can go to HVAC, welding, CDL, uh -huh. using that so that you're not forced to go to the military and get out and use a degree that doesn't benefit you in any way whatsoever, even though you got it at a less cost because of your military benefits. Right. So getting education at a younger age on how money actually works. Yeah, that's uh, that's actually where I went. When I, when I look at the system, there's all kinds of band-aids and things we could do mm -hmm. kind of after the fact. But what I want to do is I want to blow up high school education. Uh, we need to stop the push that I was raised in, go to school, get a good job, make a lot of money, buy a lot of stuff. The rat race is real. I didn't know it. Um, we need, we need a, we need a education system that says, yeah, college is an option. Being an entrepreneur is an option. Being a trade school is an option. We should have kids junior and senior year seeing what it's like to own a job and understand, run them through scenarios, mm -hmm. credit cards, and have them do the math on school loans. And we, we need to, we need to stop encouraging people to go into debt. Uh, debt is an anchor. And right now, right now I put a lion's share of the blame on high school education. Uh, we, we, the high school education, my opinion, never been a teacher, never done any of that. Um, produces workers, employees. It produces robots, right? Just, you know, rinse and repeat. And, and that was probably needed in the 40s, 50s, and 60s as we became a manufacturing entity, right? The country. We're now a service-based economy and producing employees, it's not working. It's, 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 I believe it's, again, if I had a magic wand, I would uh, blow up the high school curriculum significantly. You know, maybe freshman and sophomore year are the same, right? Make sure people can read and write, and do basic arithmetic. But by junior and senior year, we're, we're, I mean, we should have some kind of trade in high school, right? Figure out what people are good at, right? Yeah. And then, oh, by mm -hmm. the way, if you want to be a lawyer, doctor, that's just your thing. That is awesome. Go mm -hmm. do these electives. Go get your bio and chem and physics or whatever. But I mean, I can, I was, you know, I, <laughs> As a high school senior, I had a choice between a physics class and uh, uh, advanced PE. <laughs> Guess which one I took? <laughs> was it physics? I had no interest in that stuff. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. Mm -hmm. So again, we should we should uh, we just need to blow up the high school curriculum. Certainly, I, again, I think freshman and sophomore are okay. We've got to bait. We have to baseline people. But yeah, junior and senior year need to be blown up, in my opinion. I can't really weigh on it unless I dropped that. Yeah, you phone. never saw it, huh? <laughs> the ninth grade dropout gave out. I was like, this ain't for me. I'm good. <laughs> I wasn't there. I mean, again, I think just at the end of the day, you know, when I speak to high school kids, um, I, I love it because it's a completely different perspective and it's how they see things. Yeah. And I think that often successful parents have successful kids. Okay. That's what perpetuates. And unsuccessful parents largely have unsuccessful kids because they had to just get in the rat race and, you know, check boxes to try and get successful. 
Yeah, they either, repeat what they see, right? Correct. Exactly. And so that's where it's the people that take it upon themselves to get that education because they want something different or more. If we're building society only to that, then you're only going to have a very small portion of winners. That is the biggest issue, right? Yeah. It's needing to create a more, and, and when I say create a more level playing field, it's just giving people options. You know, people are, that are taking calculus, they better need it. And I think that you're far better off learning that about yourself, your junior and senior year of high school than you are in college. Absolutely. And number two, and most importantly, the thing that I hate the most is all of these colleges can raise the prices that they raise them because largely it's government funding that these freshmen and sophomores are yeah. getting. Exactly. So if you take away, that's why, honestly, if you let everyone know in the next 12 months, basically all of these safety nets are going to be removed. You have 12 months to figure it out. We would no longer have a jobs issue. We would no longer need stimulus to create income and to create, you know, uh, uh, forward moving forward movement in the, in the market. This is what will change things. It's mobilization of people doing and creating that will make any economy amazing. Yeah. That's just me. Dion. My brother's answer to this question, like I said, was not PC and I'll try to clean up as much as I can. They had a, a really unreasonable welfare reform idea that wouldn't work. But one thing they did talk about is extra unemployment and extended unemployment is one of the main reasons why we're having the jobs issue that we are now mm -hmm. that we're having now. Mm -hmm. I and I talked about this last week with you guys. I know per people personally who could be working who had a $90,000 a year job, but chose to stay at home on unemployment. And it isn't because he was making more on unemployment. It was because he was making enough on unemployment to live comfortably yeah. without having to go to work every day. And until that stops, uh, that gap is actually going to get wider and wider mm -hmm. because people are comfortable and they stop instead of pursuing better. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Right. So Dion, how can people follow you and be part of your world? Right here on YouTube, Dion Talk Financial Freedom. And do me a favor, go over to Lumberjack Landlord today and kick him up over a thousand subscribers. Awesome. And Matt? Lumberjacklandlord.com, Lumberjack Landlord on YouTube, part of the one amazing One Rental at a Time course. If you want to learn how to invest in real estate, that is the place. And then 1130 Eastern Time Sunday on my not three-hour live stream. <laughs> No, folks, he told me today off air, you can hold him to it. If you get him to a thousand today, he's doing three hours again as a huge thank you to you. Because again, he'll be ready to get monetized and he's going to need the hours. So he yeah. might as well do three hours, but only if he gets to a thousand today. Sure. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Sounds good. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, guys. <laughs>